1: HealthLock lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars so to save visit healthlock.com today that's healthlock.com today this is your moment your time to shine your comeback
0: Talking about how many of these changes are permanent, for better or worse, in our lifestyle, you know, our personal lives, our spending, our, are we all going to become germaphobes for the rest of our lives? Some of these government programs, will they hang around forever? Yes. Uh, Spain has, according to The Hill, the Spain, their guaranteed minimum income thing is, uh, they're, they're starting it and they, uh, they plan it to last forever, a new permanent program guaranteed wow. minimum income for the country of spain you know That's any, an experiment any
2: permanent move not directly connected to disease preparedness just beware of that beware and, and i admit there are a couple of things i'm in favor of um like, uh, you know, rolling back a lot of the FDA regulations, the, the situation we've gotten in as a country where we're so prosperous and comfortable that we've let perfect become the enemy of good enough. And even more importantly, we've let perfect become the enemy of, of innovation and courage and trying stuff. Um, and, and a lot of that stuff's gotten rolled back, and I would love to see that. Um, I'd love to see that become uh, permanent.
0: So oh, you were supposed to go to the Masters, so they just announced that they've identified November 9th through the 15th as the date to host the 2020 Masters.
2: Oh, okay, time to rebook, and I guess.
0: Also on golf, uh, PGA Tournament scheduled for June that they've got, and this is being seen as the first kind of opening the doors back up, perhaps for sports. Yeah, We'll see if that actually happens. So uh,
2: you're saying the, the tournament is still going to be held as far as they know? Uh, Masters? No, no, the June thing, yeah, it didn't follow yeah. you,
0: no, yeah, yeah, they, they yes, they are going to have a tournament in June. they're planning, I don't think okay. that, I don't think that'll happen though,
2: um, no, although i I like the whole spirit of listen let's let's figure it out when we get a month out. sure, let's not cancel everything through July, I agree, um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, for a number of reasons, both emotional and practical, uh, because it's harder to restart something than it is to um, you know. Just let it lie and kill it if you need to. So there are so many stories from around the country that I wanted to get to and around the world, including what might be, this might be, another silver lining, a leap forward in uh, AI and telemedicine and the rest of it. Uh, A quick note, though, a couple of uh, major West Coast cities. uh, San Francisco, California, which has the biggest bum and junkie population outside of L.A., has been trying to decide what to do with the bums and junkies um and especially during the covid-19 thing it seems a little expert, extra desperate and they had a couple of fairly practical ideas setting up a convention center and a, a recently closed hospital like resurrect it and use it for for you know uh, you know the homeless people and and whatever But instead of those perfectly reasonable options, Mayor London Breed and the Human Services Agency came up with a plan to route over 3,000 people currently living in shelters and navigation, I'm sorry, shelters and navigation centers into hotels. They're planning to put thousands of physically and mentally ill people and junkies into private hotel rooms in some of the most luxurious hotels in San Francisco. If you know the city at all, it includes the Intercontinental, the Mark Holy Hopkins, cow. and the Palace. Are you kidding? I, I don't stay at these places because they're too expensive. Um I have actually stayed at a couple of them, and they're fabulous, but... Um, and and it makes sense, like most things in San Francisco, it sounds good until you think about it for about thirty seconds and and the hoteliers are fine with it because the taxpayers are gonna foot the bill and they got nobody in their rooms. but, uh, 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 occupants, according to Matt Haney, who's in favor of this plan, he's one of the city's stupid advisors. he says uh, the the bums and junkies would be quarantined into their assigned room and required to follow strict rules. But many of these people are hardcore drug addicts. How will the city manage their drug needs in the midst of a pandemic Asked city journal? Uh, Haney concedes that intravenous drug use presents a major challenge to the city's plan. It's likely, for instance, that many guests will overdose in their rooms. Others may detox alone in agony. Providing addicts with access to maintenance medications is a great idea, but those require precise administration and uh and additionally, if the hotels are quarantined and drug dealers aren't allowed in, what will prevent the contagious residents from leaving to score the substances they seek? So it sounds like it could be a nightmare.
0: Aren't they gonna rob these rooms blind?
2: <laughs> I mean if you're that that too. If you're or, or the poo all over them or
0: whatever. If you're the kind of drug addict where you like, you know, anything that isn't bolted down and is shiny, those super fancy hotel rooms are full of that stuff.
2: Oh, my God, yeah, the tweakers, please. Um, (laughs) uh, Down the coast in beautiful Los Angeles, the L.A. County Health Department and our friend Tim the Lawyer, crusader for economic liberty, uh, tweeted about this over the weekend. The county health department has started shutting down restaurants that are going broke, laying off all their workers, leaving them, you know, penniless, unable to make the rent, to, to buy food, and medicine for the kids. The restaurants thought, well, wait a minute, we've got giant coolers full of all this food. We've still got a supply chain where we're getting food. We just can't operate as a restaurant. Let's operate as a pop up grocery store. Mm. It's essentially takeout. But it, it, listen, here's a dozen carrots. You want carrots? Buy the carrots. And they're popular with consumers who need to shop but want to avoid crowded supermarkets, and it's saving the restaurant's lives. So what do the city fathers do? They set the health department to shut them down. Robert uh, Cronfly, who's co-director of a restaurant in Playa del Rey, says, We have plenty of toilet paper, plenty of produce, fruits, everything. So instead of letting this stuff rot and go to waste, let's open it up and offer it to the neighborhood. And residents were flocking to the restaurant, carefully, you know, uh, kept apart from each other, but an LA County health inspector showed up and ordered it to immediately cease all food sales because the restaurant was operating outside the scope of its permit. That sort of thing makes me so mad. It's literally a global cataclysm, or at least it, it threatens to be. And in a tiny tweak to their operating Okay, we're not cooking a food, but we're letting you buy the food. The the public health department uh, steps in. Dr. Barbara Ferrer, L.A. County's Director of Public Health, says, you just cannot decide you're going to sell the groceries. This is outside of their permits. I appreciate all of the innovation, but grocery stores are licensed. And anybody who wants to be a grocery store does need to get licensed.
0: I thought that sort of stuff would die during this, uh, but it hasn't
2: no and you give a person like her a little authority and they guaranteed will use it in a stupid and and you know overly broad way just disgusts me these poor restaurateurs why is there no end in that word um are are desperately trying to figure out a way to stay in business and uh, god it's just so frustrating check yourself la health department um, and finally, I babbled on and on about that too long to really get to this, but uh, maybe we'll squeeze it in later. Uh, this is a piece written, written by Jamie Metzel, who's an opinion contributor to The Hill. Or, and He actually personally sent it along to us, um, asking us if we'd be interested in sharing it. He's, uh, he's a member of the WHO's International Advisory Committee on uh, a number of things, so he's a fairly learned fellow. But his opening is this. With reports streaming in of healthcare workers falling ill from COVID-19 as they battle heroically against the coronavirus, we must take a cold hard look at the math. As the number of people infected with the virus goes up and the number of available healthcare professionals go down, we soon won't have enough doctors and nurses to treat them. I'm not sure that's true, but it, it is desperate in some places. Um, and until we have a vaccine, we might have a year to wait, and we can't just throw our invaluable healthcare professionals at this problem, like soldiers rushing from World War I trenches. There's a better way, but only if we act aggressively and fast. Uh, for years, futurists like me, that's good work if you can get it.
0: A futurist?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can barely figure out what's for lunch today. Honey, so I've decided
0: ahead. to be a professional futurist. I'll let you know how it pays.
2: Airplanes will fly backward to save <laughs> on something. I'm not sure. Uh, he's, uh, he says, we've told, the forecoming, told of the forecoming intersection of telemedicine, artificial intelligence, and healthcare um, as the reality on the ground is only inched forward. The misaligned financial interests of big medicine and the licensing and regulatory inertia of big government have guaranteed that the healthcare sector moved at a fraction of the speed of the tech sector to help us reduce suffering, save lives, and get through this crisis. That's got to change. Here's the emergency plan. And if you can stay tuned for a few minutes, I think you, I was really interested in this stuff. Cool. How How super AI-charged telemedicine might work in the future. I want to hear
0: about it. And we've gotten a number of texts... About um, a statement from the government. If you haven't heard the two big statements from the government that came out of yesterday, uh, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for this. And the response on the text line has been brilliant. Stay tuned.
1: Armstrong. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You are still you. You still got style. Even if you don't put pants on for a while. So
0: that's John Mayer from one of his home concerts for some reason. I don't know why he's doing that, but um there you go yeah a lot Uh, of little humor with the music i love it a lot of pantlessness going on he's a very funny guy he is um what did i have oh yes so uh i don't know if this guy was trying to be i don't think he was trying to be funny this was a heck of a thing said by our surgeon general of the
1: u.s this is going to be the hardest and the saddest week of most americans lives
0: hardest saddest week of your life according to the U.S. Surgeon General, which uh, we've gotten a number of texts from people where they say, yeah, the saddest week of my life was blank, and then they say what it was, and it's something terrible, and I'm not going to read them because that would really be a downer, but it's the sort of things you would expect, right? Also got this text. Um, If I said this has been the saddest week of my life, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. People would look at me and say, oh, please stop the drama and get off your soapbox. What's wrong with you? How soft are you? If you said that to any of your friends, unless you're kid, parent, wife, whatever, just died or something, um, they would look at you like, are you, are you all right? This is the saddest week of my life. Odd thing for the Surgeon General to say to America, this is going to be the saddest week of everyone's lives.
2: Right. Right. What? Listen, a little perspective. New York City has seen five times as many people hospitalized as the worst flu week that they've had. Yeah. So... It's absolutely serious, and the rest of it. But as the Washington Examiner put it in a recently published editorial, uh, Sen- Surgeon General Jerome Adams is the boy who cried wolf. It's just that's too much. Yeah, that's too much. Settle down. We'll get to that more a little bit later on. But um, uh, let's see. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's big on big pronouncements, and and then they just end up looking silly. Uh, you ready for that artificial intelligence stuff? Yes. Uh, so this is uh, futurist writing, and again, that's good work if you can get um, it. I think
0: I lack imagination, frankly. I'm going to be a futurist. I see flying cars. Mm, please. So is gonna here's... Pay- anybody going to pay me for that idea? No? <laughs> oh, jeez. <Okay. laughs>
2: flying cars sound like a nightmare to me. <laughs> Ah, uh,
0: let's see because you can have somebody like crash into you from above. Sure, we were watching we were watching the uh, Peter Pan. I guess it's called Hook, the one with Robin Williams oh, and Dustin Hoffman. Great yesterday. Movie. Yeah, and uh, my kids were really into it. But anyway, we were talking about how cool to be able to fly, and and Sam said, "Yeah, if you're the only one that could fly, it'd be great. But if everybody could fly, it'd just be chaos."
2: <laughs> and I think you're right. right. Same with flying can have cars. Have some jackass not look above him as he as he yeah. you know shot skyward. And all of a sudden, somebody smashes into you from below, and you plunge to the ground thinking, okay, I'm going to die because that guy couldn't (laughs) look up. Right, right. Great. Yeah. Anyway, so uh this futurist guy is writing about how this might finally change medicine because, you know, there's so much money being made in medicine. And or it, it, yeah. yet, please, Bernie, don't tell me that look to the British National Health where it's intransigent bureaucrats who have extended the stupidity and, and and butt covering of the VA to an entire people in their country. But there is plenty of slow movement because of financial interest, the rest of it. But he says. Here's the emergency plan to meld uh, artificial intelligence with telemedicine. First, we agree on a basic set of inexpensive health diagnostic tools everyone should have at home. This could include a smartphone-enabled mobile electrocardiogram and a digital thermometer, a fingertip pulse oximeter. We've all had that, the little clippy thing they put on a blood pressure cuff, a scale, and a digital stethoscope. The items could be patched, packaged together in a government-approved bundle sold as a single unit, delivered through online retailers, or provided for free for those who can't afford it. So that's step one. We all have basic diagnostic tools.
0: Second, can the U.S. I, government... Can I skip yes? the scale? I don't want to scale. Yeah,
2: yeah, I wish I'd skipped it this morning. Oink, oink. <laughs> <laughs> Second, and Jack, this is the exciting part. This gets into an absolute nightmare of, of, uh, 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 data being stolen in privacy. Oh, shoot. That's not the sales pitch. That's the cautionary note. I'm a bad salesperson. So yeah, this stuff, let's, let's take it in and then we'll get to the cautionary stuff. The government should oversee the establishment of a single AI-driven national healthcare care triage platform that would be the first point of contact for anyone experiencing new symptoms. These people would first do app-guided home tests on themselves using those tools we talked about. They'd put these inputs into in readings on the platform and fill out an electronic questionnaire that would start broadly and then narrow with each answer. If the program determines the potential patient can be treated with AI generated advice, that recommendation would be made and automated text message follow up procedures would immediately kick in. If the text message exchanges indicated a worsening problem needing additional attention, the AI program would be designed to pick that up. Third, people whose symptoms are determined by the AI program to need additional attention or those referred through text message processes would then be referred to telemedicine doctors or nurses to discuss the situation in a video call and it goes on for quite some time
0: i could definitely see this coming in the future where you've got uh, you can plug in somehow to all this information and get a lot of info without leaving your house which would be awesome that would be awesome
2: uh, in some cases, they could ask patients to send stool, urine, or even pinprick blood samples I, I do to local now. testing center. I do
0: it anyway. Oh, yeah. I mail it all around.
2: I send former the stool sample to my doctor weekly.
0: Former bosses, former girlfriends.
2: Regularly I, mail
0: it off stool samples. I send
2: it to my eye doctor. <laughs> Just in case you need this, Doc, here you go. Uh, and then the uh, telemedicine <laughs> providers could uh, refer, blah, blah, blah.
0: This is a new one you can throw out last week's.
2: <laughs> All right, you guys are a little long up. But, but what do you think of that? Working through the very, very basics yeah, yeah. of diagnosis and treatment via this sort of method. I think during a, a global pandemic, that would pre- be pretty useful. Because sure. there are a hell of a lot of people, including me, who are not seeking medical attention or, or ongoing maintenance stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that we should be. Yeah, like that's... I am fat right now. I need to have some blood work done because if if my glucose is too high and I'm like on the diabetes highway, I ought to know that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff getting put off and maybe get put off all summer long, which is uh, pretty extraordinary. Another reason not to like the UN coming up.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty show. So that more than twelve thousand people just applied to be a NASA astronaut. Yep, everyone
2: spent two weeks with their family and thought, "I'm gonna get out of space."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi I think businesses and families alike, the ones that were uh, strong. Are getting stronger and it's, uh, it's, it's being shown under a crisis. Uh, the opposite is true for the opposite situation. Mm. I think that, I think that happens. If you had, if you had some fissures before, this exacerbates them. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I just said out in the newsroom. All the fun has gone out of this. Mm -hmm. It's no longer humorous on any level. It's no longer novel or interesting or unique, or a a change of pace, or whatever. It just sucks. It all sucks now. The whole freaking thing sucks.
2: That's where we currently are. I don't think it's going to be the saddest week of my life, but yes, it absolutely sucks. It it sucks on ice. It's horrible. It
1: just
0: sucks. The, hey, here's a chance to eat out, or I'm zooming with friends, or whatever. It all sucks now.
2: I have decluttered our mudroom. Fantastic! You know the little, uh, little cove there by the closet—not the closet, the garage. Which one's clothes and which one's car?
1: The car's in the garage.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, by the garage. Uh, that little God, we just—that was the catch-all. You uh, put a yeah. book there, you put a hat there, you put a, a newspaper newspaper. I was gonna bring into work, but then forgot, and it was just—it was a hellhole. Oh, uh, a hellhole! Finally cleaned her
0: out, but that's about the only upside. Got a couple of things together. For you.
2: We are tackling this disease. All right.
0: That was, That's right. that was the, their queen and our queen, back-to-back, back, Queen Elizabeth and Cardi B. Um, these are the nine states that are resisting the shutdown, and, of course, your certain kind of people are just, look at these stupid states, why won't somebody make them shut down? What, what do a lot of these states have in common here? Utah, Wyoming, South Dakota, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa.
2: Elk, a lot of elk.
0: Arkansas and South Carolina. Arkansas and South Carolina not quite as much. They're really, really wide open. People are separated by six feet already before this started. Well, Um, in those places,
2: in those places, county by county, city by city, they've absolutely been doing the right thing. They, and that's, you know, the the Manhattan media can't stand this. Those people are fine. They get it. They're smart. Their governors are smart. They understand they're doing the right thing. They don't need a statewide
0: crackdown. Right. Uh, Despite the virus, we may soon see some NBA play. How's that going to work? ESPN is. Re- e- oh, geez. I got to slow down. I'm reading too fast. This whole thing sucks. I get your word straight, Jack. ESPN is reporting high profile players may soon take part in a game of horse from home gyms. Yeah, I saw this. Sounds fantastic. I love the idea. Certainly better than nothing.
2: But like they'll each be in their own home gym.
0: Correct. How will that work?
2: I- so, do you know how the game of horse works? I say, all right, uh, off the backboard. Then I shoot a fifteen-foot jump shot from the left side, right. and then if I make it, my opponent has to shoot and make the same shot. If he misses it, he gets an H. And by the time you get to E, that's
0: why it's called horse. Do you? Uh, so we, we play a lot of we play we play pug p u g. Do you believe that you should have to prove the last letter? Because I've always <sighs> done prove it for horse. It's optional. Yeah. I like proof. That
2: means you make the shot, they miss it, you have to make it again.
0: Yeah, so you can't just hit a slop shot and win the game that way.
2: Yeah, it depends how good the both of you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um also this might my be My a... favorite shot, one hand, one foot, bark like a dog. Woof. You know what my kids do? Huh? They say they say a word that I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> the F word. Does it rhyme with dart? Yes. The F word and my my F word. Yeah. So off the backboard, but you have to say blank. And <laughs> so I won't do it. So. Oh man! Speaking of that, I found your weakness. Yeah, <laughs> I exploited it.
2: So as I'm not uh, as I'm kicking around and decluttering and the rest of it, I realize we got a, we got a couple two tree uh, citrus trees in our our yard, some of which are fairly young, and I need to be fertilizing them, but I'm bad at that sort of thing. So I finally remembered which and particular I spread-
0: fruit are we talking about here. Uh have a, uh, a mandarin orange tree, and a navel orange tree, and a grapefruit tree. Oranges are in season. We just harvested a bunch of our oranges from our orange trees. we got more oranges than we know what to do with. And Yeah, lemons. we have quite a few, too. I don't know why they guy- got... Yes, Michael.
1: Oh, I'll take them. I love uh, navel oranges, yeah. so
0: bring them in. Um, but uh, I don't know why the guy who lived there before thought lemon... One lemon tree is enough for an entire state. It you just, is. You just don't need many lemons. And we have so many lemon trees. What the freak are you freaking gonna do with all those lemons? They're well, unless you're, s- garnish.
2: unless you're selling them, uh, what are you going to do with hundreds of lemons? My parents have a, a lemon tree that's, uh, oh my God, it's incredibly fertile. Yeah. But you end up with way too many lemons. But so anyway, I decided to go ahead and fertilize this and I've got, fertilized them. So I've got this organic fertilizer and I spread it around and all. And then I noticed, uh, Baxter's eating it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is uncool. He's going to die or something. So I cover it and make sure it's watered in the rest of it. And uh, then I look at the package. Turns out the main ingredients are chicken blood meal, chicken bone meal, meal of dried chicken. I think it had like feather meal and then maybe a couple chemicals in there. But the vast majority of it's ground up chicken. So I'm like, oh, my God, I've got chicken paste all over the yard. And that's why the dog is licking it up. But an unfortunate side effect is he's putting out more gas than PG&E at this point. (laughs) It's really, it's, put a meter on that thing. It's really <laughs> terrible. Put a valve on his hind end and light the nearest towns. It's uh, it's
0: nasty. I don't know why this just popped into my head. I know, the, the and if you don't watch the Joe Tiger show, or whatever it's called, Tiger King. Yes. The, f- the fact that he was making pizza with that expired meat.
1: <laughs> He's cooking it. It's a guy. Oh, God! <laughs> Lowering
2: his costs by using expired meat.
0: The meat he was feeding the tigers from this, you know, <laughs> clever Walmart... And they, and they dump it off into a garbage bin, and he picks it out and makes pizza out of it. Oh, jeez. Oh, I tell you what...
2: <laughs> and listen, you follow the dots if you can. Chinese coronavirus... We're at home watching Tiger King. Now tigers are getting the virus. Think about it. But it's true. In the Bronx Zoo, at least one tiger, maybe a couple other tigers and a couple of lions have the coronavirus, which means it leapt from undercooked bats to humans and now to other members of the animal kingdom. Let's hope it ends here. Can you imagine dogs and cats start getting it? Or, God forbid, birds, a.k.a. government drones. Um, (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, I I hope it stops with the zoo tigers.
0: Yeah, that's a rough one. Carol Baskin. Um, Joe Exotic
2: has it, and he's giving it to Jeff. Oh,
0: jeez. Jeff the gangster. With his Prince Albert. Um,
2: And various other uh, toothless and tattooed uh, 'er ne'er-do-wells.
0: So, uh, speaking of China, this is a serious story. You tweeted this out over the weekend. I hadn't seen it. With the de- definition of absurdity, oh yes, noun, the quality or state of being ridiculous or wildly unreasonable. China has won a seat on the UN Human Rights Council panel. Ah, oh, it says here. Good for them. It says here, despite a troubling record. A troubling record is in two million slaves at least. People disappearing regularly. Doctors being murdered because they reported a, a virus that might wipe out a portion of the earth they're on the human rights council that right. is why would anybody listen to the un why would anybody listen to the who
2: well and the reason i became aware of this is uh, i saw a tweet from a guy who's on the um, i'm trying to find it it's around here somewhere uh, this guy is a uh, he's on the religious freedom panel one of the civil rights panels of the of the un and He was delivering a speech in front of this human rights panel and the Chinese representatives, every time he started to speak, would bang on the desk with sticks. So he literally, and this is at a U.N. panel, could not be heard. And he kept appealing to the chair and they kept saying, Johnny, you got to be quiet. This guy has the right to speak and blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, sir. He'd start speaking again. And he was talking about the Uyghurs. Although he kept pronouncing it Uyghurs, and it really made me uncomfortable. Mm. But anyway, he was talking about the Uyghurs, the the Muslim minority being put in concentration camps by the millions. And the Chinese wouldn't even let him speak. And so now they're on the human rights panel at the UN. That is an absurdity, which unfortunately is a word that makes people think there's a, a funny element to it. No, it's not funny at all. It's disgusting.
1: China is asshole.
2: That's one way to put it. Just shocking.
0: Jack, use those lemons in your Corona beer. They stopped making Corona beer over the weekend. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I did. I didn't quite get that. And they, got, some... they got shut down as a non-essential business. So they're not allowed to make their beer down there in Mexico anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, and maybe I'll end the segment on this because we're probably going to want to move on afterwards. Louis C.K. put out a stand-up special over the weekend on his own website, which is the way he'd been doing it for years. He decided to bypass the whole... HBO special or whatever where they end up with all the money. He said he just he just sells them on his own website and counts on fans to on the honor system to like, you know, not download it and share it with people or whatever. And I think most people would do that. I wouldn't steal from my favorite comedian or band or whatever. Nope. Um But anyway, so he talked about um, his situation. He comes out and he says, how was your last couple of years? How was 2018 and 2019 for you, you guys? Anyone else get a global in global amounts of trouble? That's pretty funny. But anyway, the review that I read of it is just how horrific it is, how in poor taste it is. They can't believe that he said these things. I thought they were all hilarious, um, and some of them I can't say. Um, but I'll, I'll read the the, the last one uh, where he talks about why he was doing what he did. And if you don't know what he did, Google it. Well, or don't Google it. Ask somebody. He
2: was pleasuring himself
0: in front of others. Um. Um, But he was talking about why he did that, and he said, I I don't know. I I like doing that. That's all I can say. I get lonely. Um, I get lonely, and I like company. I like to share, and I'm good at it, too. If you're good at juggling, you wouldn't do it alone in the dark. You'd gather folks and amaze them. (laughs) Oh, my
2: gosh. Unrepentant. (laughs) Unrepentant. Wow. I thought that was pretty funny. That's a hilarious punchline. Uh, it would suggest to me that he believes the uh, global panden- pandemic has perhaps uh, sucked all the oxygen out of the hashtag me too thing? Or he doesn't care?
0: Oh, no, no, no. He's got a lot of he shouldn't have done that and he was wrong and all that stuff. Oh, okay. There's no room for humor here, Jack. Yeah, apparently there is because I laughed quite a bit. <laughs>
2: hey one more China note and we can get to this next segment if you want but great editorial in the Washington Examiner this morning American media keep repeating China's coronavirus talking points oh yeah
0: yeah yeah we should talk about that I, I saw some of that this morning just I don't I don't even know what's going on there I can't figure it out also what the uh, lady with the scarf said about this week dr Burks the woman has a medical degree. she has a name if you haven't heard this she, you should stay tuned
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the moment to not be going to the grocery store, not going to the pharmacy, but doing everything you can to keep your family and your friends safe.
0: I like all these people, and I know they're trying their best in, a, in a, one of the most difficult situations ever. But
1: a lot of that stuff just
0: doesn't make any sense to me. The, the Various parts of the country are in completely different places on the curve. There are mm-hmm. some places where they're just getting their first cases, and they, they could possibly hit their peak in August. Um, they're on the other side of it in New York, according to Governor Cuomo, he thinks. New York or California is somewhere in the middle. So why this week you can't go to the grocery store or the pharmacy? I
2: well, don't get Actually, it. to your point, there are those who think that California might have peaked a while ago. Hope that's true. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, exactly right. In, uh, uh, in Some places in the country are in the third inning. Some are in the eighth. So don't... You know that's just not helpful, and then you have the entirety, practically the American news media, demanding that everything be nationalized. We have a national shutdown and a national order of this and a national that. It's just—I don't know—it's just frustrating. I mean, because it's not only is it not helpful; it's anti-helpful. Because if you're in the third inning and you're told you got to shut down, you got to shut down, and then your governor comes on three weeks later and says, Now's the real shutdown. And you're thinking, Wait a minute.
0: Yeah, I've been shut down. I wasn't
2: down. going to the pharmacy back when nothing was happening.
0: Yeah. Because
2: the lady with the scarf told me to. It's a lovely accessory, by the
0: way. You know, the uh, real, the, 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 it was a gutsy move for the first mayors and governors who shut down their cities and states. Who's going to be the first to open them back up again? Wow. On whose recommendation? Now's the time we go back.
2: Right, Oof. right. So uh, we were talking about China earlier, and and how they're now on the uh, human rights uh, council at the UN, which is just it's, an obscenity. Is this it's, like when
0: the FBI hires like a former bank fraud, <laughs> like a former check fraud guy to to now in charge of catching fraudulent cases? No, that, huh? no, no, it's not. It's, it's just, it's, it's every bit as absurd as it, it seems like it would be. Yeah. It's hiring a wolf to guard the hen house. One of the most obscenely
2: uh, uh, oppressive regimes on earth is now on the Human Rights Council. It's hilarious. Uh, some good news, Jack, from the Chinese-speaking world, the Hong Kong animal theme and amusement park, Ocean Park, its pandas, Ying Ying and Lily, have mated naturally for the first time.
0: Congratulations!
2: Well, old uh, Lili was in the stuck in the friend zone for quite some time,
0: apparently. panda style.
2: But yeah, apparently they made sweet sweet panda love, and um, they'll be uh, keeping an eye on uh, Ying Ying to figure out if she's uh, got a got a little baby panda inside. Which one's the boy? Little panda in the oven, I believe. Lili is the uh, the fella. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, Ying Ying. Is the one the... with
0: the penis is the correct answer. <laughs> Pardon me? What was the question? (laughs) Which one is the boy?
2: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, meanwhile, we have tigers in the Bronx getting uh, the coronavirus and lions. We're all hoping it doesn't uh, leap to our pets. But speaking of China, great editorial. Washington Examiner this morning. American media keep repeating China's coronavirus talking points. And some of this you have heard already. Since the outbreak of the coronavirus, uh, which Chinese lies ensured would become a pandemic, American news media promoted a number of Beijing-approved talking points, including that it's racist to refer to the virus by its country and city of origin, the Wuhan pneumonia. American news media have also accepted at face value a series of dubious claims pushed by the Chinese communist apparatchiks, including the absurd boast that China's new case numbers have essentially remained flat since late February, CNN flatly reported on March 26th, the U.S. has more known cases of coronavirus than any other country. Uh, and and they point out at some length that the U.S. is number one only if you believe the numbers reported by China, which you should not. Pandemic trackers work with the data provided, and the data provided by Beijing is Unbelievable. They mentioned some of the no new cases for a while and flattening. The trajectory is not consistent with any other countries that have seen a leveling off of cases. The deceleration in South Korea, for instance, has been much more gradual.
0: Who is this for, really? I mean, I just I don't, I can't even believe all of the media, I guess, because they all repeat these numbers still. Yep. They have for weeks. It just, I don't get it. I don't understand
2: it at all. Getting back to the examiner piece, the obvious red flags regarding China's reported data did not slow American newsrooms from declaring the US the leader in reported coronavirus cases
0: without caveats. Oh, I think it was just too exciting. I think part of it is stupidity and part of it is, "Oh, look, we're the worst now. Ooh, ooh, pay more attention and click more often."
2: All right, let's move on then to the New York Times report on March 18th, uh, titled "Its Coronavirus Cases Dwindling, China Turns Focus Outward." The article, the chief claim of which has been repeated elsewhere by uh, the New York Times, Bloomberg, NBC News, and others, goes to great lengths to cast China as a thoughtful, right. meticulous, proactive, and
0: responsible world leader. What is wrong with these people?
2: Yeah. Um. Da, 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 da. Earlier than even this, New York Times report, Chuck Todd, host of NBC's Meet the Press, unwatchable and unconscionable, on March 8th, hailed China's supposed success in tackling the virus asking whether the chinese communist party style of despotic governance deserves all the credit how uncomfortable is it todd asked uh, echoing the sentiments of others in the western media that perhaps china's authoritarian ways did prevent this M- meaning if they'd been a free and open society it might have been worse oh,
0: it wouldn't have started in the first place you moron with a bad haircut Right. If they're a free and open society, they would have clamped down in it right off the bat. And the whole world, well, it's been documented. It would have been 95% uh, uh, less than it would, what it's been.
2: It's disgusting. Yeah. Thanks, media. I hate the media.
1: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.